0: Hey friends, Pastor Marco here. First of all, thank you for listening to the weekly podcast. I want to um, encourage you to do something. If you listen to us from a different state or a different country, and you love the church and you want to be more connected to it, we are now opening it up for people to host new life communities from where they are. And if you're interested in being one of those people that can... Uh, host a watch party of our services where you can invite your friends, your loved ones, your coworkers, your neighbors, or whatnot, to come and be a part of it, uh, email us at info at because we want to be able to have pockets of New Life communities all over the nation and all over the world. So if you're interested, get back to us. Uh, we would love to connect with you. Also, if you're closer and you can be in the physical building, our uh, services now are at 9.15 and 11 a.m., at our New Bedford location and 11 a.m. at our forever River location. The best way to stay connected is by downloading our church app. Go to the browser uh, and just type in New Life South Coast and our app will pop up on Apple or whatever else that you use for you to stay connected. I pray that today's message as usual will encourage you, challenge you, and, and bless your walk with the Lord.
1: I want to talk to you today about Having a strong faith. And this is something that God's been speaking to my heart. And I, I, I really hope that you're encouraged today with this word. But even um, educated. Because the more, we, the more we understand what faith is and how it works, um, the, the freer we are, the stronger we are, the more steadfast we are and, and so forth. And, so, and, and especially in these times, we need to be steadfast. We need to be strong. And faith is a, a, a gift from God to us to keep us unrattled, unshakable, you know, founded on the things of God because our, our faith gets stronger. And, you know, your, your faith gets stronger when you go through things. Isn't that true? There, there's aspects of, of your faith that, that don't really have it. There's not really that strengthened until you go through something that strengthens that aspect of it. And I really believe that we're going to come out of this thing stronger than we ever were going in. Amen. We're going to come out stronger. This nation needs a church. This city needs a church. This nation needs men and women of God with strong faith. A faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. This city needs strong leaders, a strong church, strong people with a strong faith. You know, and I I believe that this is not for nothing. All that's going on, I'll tell you what, God is in the background saying, this is perfect. This is perfect. He's going to have his way. He's going to have his way. What is faith? Let me just give you a quick definition of what faith is so that you understand. Faith is truly believing that God is God. Faith is truly, and I shouldn't even have to say truly, but I should just say believing, but I want to emphasize, it's truly believing that God is God. He is who he says he is. He's everything that he says he is. And he can do everything that he says he can do. Faith is truly believing that God is God, he can do what he says he can do, and he is who he says he is. And I want to add one more thing, and he's right here with me. Faith truly believes that God is God, and he's right here with me. He's with me. The Bible tells us he's with you. He's right here with you. And he's God. And we start off with this kind of a a spark of faith or a seed of faith. Every person has a seed of faith in them that can respond to the call of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit tugs on people, but he will not force people to bow. He tugs on people. That's why why you can witness to somebody because you know God's already tugging on them. You can talk to people about God because you know he's already tugging on them. The Holy Spirit's faithful to tug on everyone, and everyone has faith to either reject or receive. You know, I, I have a faith that I can receive God. So faith starts as a seed. But if you do receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord and Savior, that faith all of a sudden comes alive. Now it is, it, is a, it is the birthplace of really believing that God is God. And you might not understand all of it, but slowly but surely your faith is going to be strengthened. I pray that everything that we're going to go through here in these, in these last few months and these next few months is not going to weaken our faith. It's not going to shake your faith. It's not going to cause there to be fear and doubt. And now what do we do? I pray that it strengthens your faith. Strengthens your faith. I pray that your faith grows into something that's unshakable and eternal. And you truly believe that God is God. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm going to add that. My dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Not shook. Not rattled. See, see what, what's so awesome about, I really believe right now, what's so awesome about having a strong faith is you don't have to be rattled. I'm not nervous. I'm not rattled. I'm not afraid. You can't rattle me because I believe God is God. He's right here with me, He's right here with me. Stand firm, my brothers and sisters, and let nothing move you. I'll tell you, everything's trying to move you right now. Move off of this, move away from that. Don't say that, don't say that, don't, don't go there. Don't go there, don't move there. Don't. Now all of a sudden, I don't know how to be a Christian. I just have to chameleon. I have to, I have to morph into something that everybody likes. You can't do that. You have to know, I gotta be immovable on this thing. <laughs> and then I love this, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is counting for something. Your labor, you know, we could, we could stop right there and you could, could minister this whole rest of the message about the fact that uh, what you're doing right now counts for something. It, it's, in fact, it's the only thing that matters in life right now is what you're doing for the Lord. What you're doing for the Lord. Because you, you're going to get to heaven someday and you're going to say, you know, the only thing that mattered while I was there on earth was what I was doing for the Lord. Everything else didn't matter. But Paul is telling the dear brothers and sisters at the Church of Corinth, stand firm. Don't shrink back. Don't fade. Don't get weak. Don't get rattled. Stand firm. About uh, two years ago, almost to the week, was actually October 10th in 2018, there was, um, and, and many of you saw this on the news, It was Hurricane Michael, which was a pretty powerful storm that came out of the Gulf of Mexico and it was actually a Category 5 storm. And this country has only been hit a few times by Category 5 storms. They're very, very devastating. But anyway, this storm came up out of the Gulf of Mexico and it hit Florida, the Florida Panhandle. And right about where, you know, Pensacola and all those uh, cities are. But, but um, it hit uh, Mexico, it hit Mexico Beach, what is what it's called. And what, what was so devastating about where it hit and the eye wall went over Mexico Beach is that it flattened every single thing on the beach Except, and if you look at the pictures You can go look it up on, on the internet But if you look at the pictures There's one house on the entire It looks like a nuclear blast went off Because everything was just all sticks and, and, and wood and just rubble But there's one house that's sitting right in the middle of it all And it's completely together In fact, only two windows in the entire house got broken The whole rest of the house was there and there was a ceiling fan that was on uh, the underside of one of the decks that got ripped off. Ripped the ceiling and the ceiling fan off because it was hanging out there in the wind, you know. But category five $18 billion just in that one section of the Florida Panhandle alone damage was caused, but this one house was there. And so, anyway, they interviewed this guy. He was a doctor, and he built the house with his uncle uh, a few years earlier. And they interviewed him, in fact they studied the house because they said this is the most amazing thing that this house did not get damaged and everything else got flattened. But when they, when they talked to the guy, they found out that they drilled down 40 feet with, uh, with uh, steel pilings that went down into the earth, one after another after another that this house sat on. And they anchored to the, steel, to the steel pilings. They anchored steel cables that went up through the house, through the roof, down the other side, and down and, and anchored itself into these other steel. So it was wrapped with these steel cables. Now, what's interesting about this house is if you looked at this house the day before with all the other houses that were there, they all looked the same. But this house had pilings that went 40 feet deep into the earth and steel cables that wrapped around the house. And I want you to know that, that our faith is, 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 is anchored into the truth in the bedrock of, of the word of God. Our, 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 our faith is anchored like that house in the bedrock of the truth of God. And so when the storm comes and you don't know what your faith really looks like until it faces the storm. You, you can't really tell what kind of a, 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 a building you have until it goes through the storm. And so this house re- was revealed through the storm. I, I feel like right now, God, you're revealing what my faith really is all about in the midst of the storm. The wind is blowing. The wind is howling. All kinds of stuff is, 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 is you know, battering up against the building, the the truth, and so forth, but I want to stand firm, I want to be rock solid, I want to be strong in this thing. Can you say amen? So, faith is a a funny thing, people think faith is magic. I just believe, I believe, I do believe in ghosts, I do believe, but it's not magic. Faith actually is anchored in truth. It's anchored in truth. And the more you understand truth, the more you understand the things of God, the stronger your faith grows. And so faith starts out a certain way, but it grows, it grows, you see. And so I just give you a couple of examples here. Uh, For instance, um, after you start to experience the rescuing aspect of God, your faith in the fact that God rescues grows. See, I don't really know that side of God until I see God rescue me over and over again. But after God rescues you time after time after time, your faith starts to realize God is a rescuing God. What people don't understand about what's going on right now is that God is a rescuing God. He's not just going to let this nation topple because he's a rescuing God. But you might not know that about the Lord because you've never seen him sweep in. And I mean, if you're new in the Lord, you haven't seen him sweep in and rescue. I'll give you another example, the mercy of God. After you see the mercy of God, because you know who you are, you know how you are, but you see the mercy of God come in time after time and, and extend God's mercy. is so merciful to me. Getting quiet in here, but... I say, Lord, man, I cannot, you're not like me at all. You're so merciful. You're not like people at all, God. You are so merciful. And the more I know God, the more mercy I see on him and in him. The more I start to have a truth that is rock solid in the mercy of God. How can you ask God to forgive you? Because you know something, I just know something about the mercy of God. So powerful, so deep, so eternal. I'm not always going around guilt-ridden, shame-filled, worried and, 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 and with my tail between my legs all the time. Why? Because I know the mercy of God is new every morning. faithfulness of God. He never is not there. God is always there. He's never, ever, ever not there. The faithfulness of God. But let me give you one more before I move on. And, and, and this is interesting, you know, because there's all different aspects of God. That's why I'm saying your faith starts out uh, small. But as you begin to know God in, in newer and, and deeper ways, your faith starts to grow in that truth. Faith is not magic. It's attached to something that you begin to see as a, a truer and truer truth, if I could say it that way. Let me give you another aspect. It's, it's the fact that God fights for me. And, and, and the more you walk with God, the more you see that he's fight, he fights for me. See, I, I begin to know, my faith in God begins to know that Things can only go so far with me before God steps in and fights for me. I know that about God. It only goes so far. You can only push God so far. Same thing with the church. You know, we could talk about this individually or we could talk about it corporately. Things can only go so far with the church before God steps in and says, hold on a second. You know, and, 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 and you know, the, the way I look at it, it's like God is like a dad that really is good at fighting, but, but he doesn't like to. But if he has to, he's very good at it. You know, that's how God is. And so when, 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 when the, the enemy or circumstances or whatever you want to call it, starts to push you and push you and push you, it gets to a point where all of a sudden God starts to step in and as a dad say, hold on a second. This is my son and I'm just going to warn you. Back off. Step back. But if you keep pushing, God slams his hand down. And if you keep pushing, God wipes the place out. (laughs) I want you to know a strong faith believes that God is with you and he'll fight for you. This is not going to keep going. You're just not going to get beat up. The, de- the devil's not gonna just have whatever way he wants with you because God really knows how to fight. And he does it quick, like nothing. Just boom, you're gone. And he does that with the church as well. What can shake this church? I want you to know nothing. Nothing can shake this church. It can try to push, but God eventually will step up and say, Hold on, you better back off. And so, your faith begins to trust in the fighting nature of God. I can have a strong faith knowing that God is for me and he'll only put up with so much. Can you say amen? amen. And your faith, to, your faith begins to know that God is God. He can do what he says he can do. He is who he says he is and he's right here with you. Right here with you. There was a storm that blew up on the Sea of Galilee and uh, the disciples were with Jesus and Jesus was in the boat sleeping, if you know the story. And um, the disciples panicked and they went and woke Jesus up and they said, Master, we're going to drown. And he got up and he said, you of weak faith, do you not know that God is with you? Do you not know? And And he... he tells the, the wind and the waves, peace, be still. And they were amazed because you know why? They saw a side of God. They saw a side of Jesus. Now, this is interesting to know because their faith got built there. But, but if we fast forward in the story, we can see where their faith begins to fail them. Not knowing, you know, Jesus had to ask them, you know, didn't you see the, the miracle of the loaves and the fishes? Didn't you see this? Didn't you see that? Were, were you with me when I did this? Your faith should be getting built and becoming stronger as you walk with the Lord. So you should know these, these are truths. Paul, the uh, apostle to the Hebrew church, he begins to list to them uh, the, the history of faith in the Old Testament. Every single thing that happened throughout the Bible, every single thing that happened with our heritage happened by faith in the Old Testament. And he says this, what more shall I say? I've gone through this and this and this and this and this about faith in the Old Testament. What more shall I say? I don't, I don't have time to talk about uh, Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and all the prophets, Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Amos and Elijah. I don't have time to talk about all the prophets. All of them operated in faith. This is Hebrew, the 11th chapter. It's all about faith. We are a people of faith. We're not a people that get rattled and shook not knowing who God is or if He's gonna show up or if He's really for us or He's really for the church or He's really for you. And so Paul is trying to pound this point home who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions. I want you to know something you have the same faith that these men and women had in the Old Testament who shut the mouth of lions. Amen? So somebody's doing this. But you need to know, I am a man of faith. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Come on now. You know, uh, I remember we were we were building the first building in Smithfield. And uh, we had all these kind of plans to, you know, to uh, celebrate. And we were going to cut the ribbon. And everybody was flying in from all over the country. And we were going to have this big uh, party. And, you know, it was going to be incredible. And we knew what songs we were going to sing. It was going to be the ribbon-cutting day. It was amazing because we were going to drive in a long... Um, caravan of cars like 200 cars from where we were meeting which was in an industrial park down the highway into uh the the the, the new building that we had built and so forth so we're all out and planning and great and so forth. it was a friday afternoon we're getting ready to do this on sunday but it was a friday afternoon and i was there and there was probably 50 people crawling all over the building getting it ready for that sunday where we were going to move from the old building to the new one. And, and it was really exciting and so forth. And the building inspector came up to me. And he says to me, "Master your voice. I'm being as ugly as I can right now. He's not here, so. That's your voice. I just want you to know you're not going to be able to move. I can't give you a CO. You can't move in here this Sunday. I'm like, huh? He says, yeah, you got this and that and the other and everything that's going on. He says, uh, there's no way I can let you move in here Sunday. When he said that to me, you talk about shutting the mouths of lions, right? When he said that to me, I didn't know what to say to him, but I, I couldn't say anything because I felt my temperature in my body. I've never felt this before. I felt the temperature in my body rise up about 10 degrees and I felt my neck get thick. I felt like I was the Hulk. Seriously, I never felt this. I was actually saying to myself, what's happening to me? I felt my neck get thick and my eyes glossed over. I'm telling you, it was like all of a sudden I turned into a different person. And I'm telling you, I looked at this guy and he looked back at me like this. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, oh, we're moving in. And I'm telling you something, he, he took one look at my neck and how beet red my face was and what happened to my eyes, you know, and he, he instantly backed down. He goes, well, I, what, yeah, hey, well, hey, you know, Hey, I, 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 I'm not, hey, I, and he walked away. You know, when I read this verse here, they shut the mouths of lions. It's so amazing that, that. The authority that you have in the spirit realm, you don't even realize. But if you could just have faith to know the lion cannot back you down, you back the lion down. <laughs> Amen. It was, it was so amazing that Sunday. You know, you know, can I tell you something? We never did get a CO. We never did get the certificate of occupancy for like six months. We're calling the, we're calling the building official's office. Can you guys come down here and inspect us again? Uh, we'll be down maybe next week or whatever. They never came. We didn't have a CO for six months. Finally, we get a certificate of occupancy. We, we, were, we didn't care. We were already there for six months. We like own the place. Whatever. Put it up on the wall over there, I guess. You may now go to the building. We've been here for six months. (laughs) What was so amazing about about going uh, on that Sunday is because everything kept coming to us last minute. Somebody said, um, you know, if we're going to have a caravan, a 200 cars, shouldn't we tell the police that we're going to be doing this? And I thought, I don't know, I suppose. So we called the police. We said, we're going to have a caravan from this building to that building with 200 cars. And the police like, what? 200 cars? You can't do that. So So you say, well, well, we're going to have to block this intersection and block that. So all of a sudden, they got all these police cars. And somebody says, so shouldn't we call the state troopers because it's going to be on uh, Route 295? I don't know. I suppose we could call the state troopers. So we call the state troopers. State troopers, what? You can't do that on 295? When I tell you... When we took off from that parking lot, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know what happened, but when we took off from that parking lot, we hit a line of police cars. And every all the police were like stopping and they were going like this to us. And there's like 200 cars coming. <laughs> we go through the intersection of Route 44, all police cars, everybody, every traffic's blocked. When I tell you, we came down the entrance ramp to 295, there were state troopers cars parked across 295 blocking the highway you talk about blocking a highway we knew how to block the highway we did it with state troopers they blocked the highway i couldn't believe it we're driving down like the highway is blocked this is unbelievable there was nobody on the road except for the church cars going down the road you talk about you can't move in we moved in in such style People were on the bridges with television cameras, they're moving, here they come, there are 200 cars. (laughs) This is the most amazing thing. Yeah, sure, can't move in. We moved in with the entire state troopers and cops from Smithfield and everybody lying in the streets, we moved in. Shut the mouths of lions, quench the fury of the flames, escape the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. I pray that your weakness is turned to strength today. Who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Let me tell you something. This is your heritage. When you look up on Ancestry.com, this is your heritage. Men and women of faith, people that have gone before you. They've routed foreign armies. They shut the mouths of lions. They withstood the fury of the flames. They were were mighty in battle. That's your heritage. Can you make it through this? Can you have a strong confession? Can you be immovable? Can you stand fast? You certainly can. Come on, it's in your heritage. Your fathers and mothers that went on before you were mighty in faith. And you are too. And I just want you to know, this is what I believe. I believe we're supposed to be strong. I I, I believe we're supposed to have a faith. I believe it's supposed to be apparent. I believe that God will use circumstances to highlight it in you and say, though the storm will batter the thing, look at that person stand in the midst of it. Check out my servant, Bob. Check out my servant, Deborah. Stand in the midst of this thing. Unflappable, unshaken, shouting down the enemy. Jesus in the Last Supper, if you can go there in Luke, the 22nd chapter, he's warning the disciples about different things and talking to them. But he says to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has, has asked to sift you as wheat. He wants to separate you out. I want you to know, the devil will use an opportunity to try to separate you out. To try to, to, try to calm your faith down, to get, you to get you to be rattled and just to separate you out, just to get you lukewarm. Go back to what you used to do. You don't need to go to that church. Go back to drinking. Go back to hanging with all the people that got you into trouble before. Go back to the old way. The devil tries to sift you, but I pray that your faith will not fail. I pray that your faith will not snap. It won't break. Your faith will be strong. Even though the devil desires to sift you, you're going to stay strong through this whole thing. Can you say amen? amen. And that when, after you've turned back, you'll strengthen your brothers. You know what's amazing about that house uh, uh, on Mexico Beach? What was amazing about that house is actually there was another house that survived untouched, too. It was the house right behind it. It, You know, they they build these houses right next to each other. There was a house right behind it. The one house that had faith strapped to these steel girders that went 40 feet down, the one house that had faith was able to protect the other house right behind it. I, I want you to know men... Have faith for your house because your house is depending on you. You can be strong for your house because people are looking to you. Now is not the time to be rattled. Oh, honey, I don't know if we can go to church this week. I don't know. They said another person got hit by a car and died of COVID. I don't know if we can go to church this week. Don't get me going. But I want you to know, I want to be strong because there are people that are around me that have weaker faith. I want them to see, no, no, Papa's strong in this thing. Dad is strong in this thing. Jesus said, when you come back, Peter, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. I don't want to get into this, but I think it's funny. Peter's thinking he's going to go on the cross with Jesus, you know? Who do you choose, Barabbas or Jesus and Peter, you know? Peter's picturing himself. I'll go with you. It's so funny what we look like before the Holy Spirit gets on us. This is, this is Peter. It's so amazing. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today. You'll deny me three times. You're going to deny that you even know me. Can I tell you something? The devil desires to sift you out from being a disciple. The most important thing you'll ever be is a disciple of Christ. The most important thing you'll ever be is a disciple of Christ. And everything flows from that. If you're going to be a good husband, it's because you're a disciple of Christ. If you're going to be a good father, it's because you're a disciple of Christ. If you're going to be a good mother, it's because you're a disciple of Christ. Everything flows from that, and so the devil wants to come and sift you out of that. Turn you back into what you used to be before you came to Christ. And right now, I feel like people, I feel so bad for people that go to churches that have no confession. i tell you, my, my son was on a phone call with uh, 60 pastors, and, and one after another was saying, hey, we're not going to open. We're not ever going to open again. If, if they don't come with a vaccine, we'll never open. I mean, we're not going to ever hardly ever open. You know, Jordan says, we should tell the people, listen, if your church is not going to open, you shouldn't tithe to a non-open church, you know. See how fast they want to open. Come on. Come on, let's not get mean now. If if your church isn't gonna open, maybe you should give your offering to a church that is gonna open. I got half the amens here. The other half of people are like, I'm faithful whether or not my church ever opens the doors again. No, I'm I'm just kidding you here, but my goodness. Satan's goal is to make you lukewarm, to calm you down, to, 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 to fold you into the crowd. Get back into the crowd. You, you try to stand out as a disciple of Christ. You're trying to be somebody. You're trying to, you're trying to serve the Lord, but I want you to fold back into the crowd. Get back into the lukewarmness. Get back into the crowd. Put your head down and shut up and sit down. It tries to sift you as wheat. And we know the story that that very night Jesus was right. Peter ends up outside in the courtyard of of, of where they were holding court for for Jesus and accusing him of all kinds of different things. And um, a little servant girl said to him, Hey, you were with him. And Peter begins to deny, even violently deny, that I ever even knew the man. I do not know who you're talking about. And he began to swear by an oath, I don't know the man. And he even got violent there. But can I tell you something? Right now, there is a spirit of intimidation. What, ha- what came on Peter was a fear of being rejected. And because of that, instead of having a strong faith, he was afraid of being rejected. There is a spirit of intimidation that's trying to come against church people right now. To not say, to not stand, to not be. Amen? You know... The word intimidation, and the devil uses this all the time because it works. The word intimidation, the middle of that word is timid. It actually is to be filled with timid. Intimidation. The same word is fear. To be filled with fear. Whoa, whoa, you better back down. What do you believe about this? Don't say that. Come on, church. The girl said, surely you're one of them. Your speech betrays you. You talk like him. You talk like him. I pray we do talk like him. You know, uh, I'm going to end here, but, you know, uh, the... uh, Health department was calling us every day, every other day, every third day, every fourth hour, calling us every day, day after day, after day, after day, after day. We had somebody that came up from Florida and he hung with some of our young people. He had COVID and so uh, uh, eight, eight, eight of our folks got COVID. And so anyway, the health department was on us, like it's just unbelievable. And um, we, we told him it was the dope from Florida, you know? <laughs> Threw him right under the bus. But they called me every day, every day, every day, every day. And it's funny because I tried to call them back and I only got the answering machine. So, so finally, the head of the head of the head of that, and I don't want to give too much away, but the head of the head of the head of the head right underneath the governor called me. I answered the phone and she said, Pastor Boyce? I said, yes. Pastor Boyce? Yes. She said, do you know we have been trying to call you for the last several days, so just like that, like, okay. I said, uh, yeah, I know, I got your calls, I tried to call you back, I got the answering machine. She said, oh, you did? I said, yeah, I'm right here, what do you want? So anyway, they were calling us every day, every day. Finally, this one really nice lady said, said to me, um, we wanna come, we wanna check out what you're doing, we know you have, you know, People you shouldn't have Like you got hundreds of people in the field stays right here in this room (laughs) And we would like to come by and visit you And just to see You know what you're doing Yeah I'm sure Yeah just like the FBI you're going to (laughs) come Just to see what you're doing And how you're doing it And how you know you guys are doing such a good job And how nice you're doing I'm like well then come You can come And uh She said, do you have any questions for me? And I'm about to hang up. And I said, no, I don't have any questions for you. I said, but you know, I don't know who makes the decisions about closing the churches and all that stuff. I said, but can I tell you something? I said, the last uh, place on the earth I would close would be the church if I was making those decisions. (laughs) I tell you, I was talking to her on my car phone, and I I felt the anointing come into the car. And I said, I would close Target. Home Depot, CVS, I said, I would close the movie theater. I would close the, the, uh, casino. I would close every single thing before I would close the church. I said, because I believe in God, he's real. And I said, he has created men and women as his children to, to come together with one another and worship him. And I said, and when we do, I said, something happens to us as spirit beings. We are healed in our spirits. And I said, we're healed in our emotions. And I said, and we're even healed in our bodies. I said, the last place on earth I would close if I were making the decisions would be the church because I believe in God. I believe in his power. I tell you, I felt the anointing. The devil wants you to not say, don't say. Your speech betrays you. You sound like him. I've I've made a determination. I'm not going to not say. I'm going to say, God bless America. God bless America. There, I said it. I believe God wants to bless America. You might not, but that's what I believe. I got to say what I believe. Amen? Amen. I believe God wants to bless this nation because I I know how God is and God wants to bless Brazil. He wants to bless Argentina. He wants to bless Zimbabwe. God wants to bless. God wants to bless America. So I'm gonna say that. I I, I gotta tell you. I love people, but I gotta stick on the truth. Here's what I believe about family. It's what I believe about men and women. Here's what I believe about children. Here's what I believe about church. This is what I believe. And that woman was asking me, and I told her, Here's what I believe. Do you know? It got real quiet, and she said, You know, I go to church. I said, Oh, well, then you know what I'm talking about, then, I hope. I never got another call. They never came. I I I wish they would. I'm going to read one more verse to you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Paul said this, the life I live in this body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you don't cause us to live this life without faith in you, a strong tie, believing, Lord, that you're there. You're always there. You're never not there. And that you're strong and mighty and gracious and loving. I pray, God, even though we go through trials, even though this nation goes through trials, even though the church goes through trials, Lord, we, 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 we ask you, God, be strong for us. Fight for us. Stand up for us, Lord. Speak your blessings over us, we pray, God. And I pray, God, our faith would not fail. Our faith would be strong. We would see another side of you, God, a side that is so merciful, a side that is so faithful, God, a side that will come and rescue again and again and again. I pray, Holy Spirit, put it in us as men and women, Lord, that we would know how to be faithful. We would know how to be merciful, but we would know how to stand up and fight. Lord, for our families. Fight for everything that you've given us, Lord. I pray, God, that we would stand strong as a church here in New Bedford, Fall River, Rhode Island, Lord. May we stand strong as a body of believers, I pray, and I pray that all that's going on in this nation, now, next month, month after that, I pray, God, only serves to strengthen us in our faith, And we trust in you in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone said amen and amen. God bless you guys.
0: We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.